0: Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Ain't Gonna Hold Your Podcast. I am DJ, here with my two great co-hosts, we got Petey, we got Dex. So guys, we want to bring a new segment that we're introducing to the podcast, and this one is more or less going to be us kind of giving you guys some behind the scenes of how we come up with our topics, how we come up with these conversations, and then some of the shit that just doesn't make the show. So one of the conversations we was having right now was like doing business with friends, Right? So, a lot of people right now are, like, serial entrepreneurs, people wanting to not do the typical 9 to 5 shit anymore, mm-hmm. and with that happening, you know what I'm saying, you want to do business with people that you consider that you trust, like, folks that you fuck with, and it makes, like, this whole process easy, so, mm-hmm. does it always work? Like, have y'all ever been in business ventures? We ain't gonna throw no names up for anybody that you fuck with, anybody that does business right now, because we're gonna throw them out as junkie and no shit like that, but... Good job, man. Oh, this is good. you want to go ahead and go first, bro? You kind of got us sparked with this idea, man. But what are your thoughts on uh, doing business with friends?
1: I think that business out of passion or interest together is important. Um, and doing it with people that you trust is also important. Let me get a little sweet. This is the most important called a whiff you know what I mean oh, yeah. <laughs> Call a mm-hmm. uh, I think that's important I, I think when you but when you start there's a difference between starting a business with somebody who is an investor or or a partner and someone who is a friend and you know business partner I think yeah. I think there's a difference there mm-hmm. you operate you operate differently um, I was talking to one of my homeboys who um I can't say that because I don't know who it is, but he was working with a famous, a very famous person on this project uh, that would have added a lot of credibility and, and you know, to his brand. But he ended up severing the relationship because that person did not understand the intricacies of why he founded his business and what, what he wanted to do and what his vision was. When you start a business with friends, you usually start it with the understanding of, you know, this is what we've what we want to do this is what we want to create. Right. And you also have an intimate investment in each other personally. Right, right. Uh, and I think that the decision has to be made up front of, are we going into this as a hundred percent business partners where everything's business and there's no friendship or brotherhood calculated into it? Or are we doing this as like, are we trying to build this together through our relationship, you know, leaning on our relationship and our knowledge of each other and our um, our history with each other because but do you think that conversation is is understood or even had with people who are friends and do business with each other. I think it I got burned by it. So I think it's a conversation that you need to have, but I don't think that I got burned by it because I made the wrong move in the choice, right? It's the expectation of the other. Exactly. Person. Um, so like if we were to go into business with each other, it wouldn't be if we were doing something that was you know maybe profitable. I wouldn't necessarily feel like we need to have the conversation of um, are we doing this as 100% business or are we doing this as friends? Because right. I know that at the end of the day, we're friends first. And so right. we're always going to look out for each other on that on that friendship first and make decisions, not necessarily make decisions because we're friends, but weighing in each other's personal shit. It's, you yeah. know, it's part of it, right? Like, right. I'm not going to ask you to pay $500 for something when we know. I'm not saying my, my boy's struggling or anything, but when <laughs> I know... That, you know, you just, had right. like, your car just broke or something, right? right. Like, we'll be like, I got, oh, I don't worry about it. We'll cover you. We'll figure it out as we go along. Right. Some people don't operate like that. And the default is, if we're going into business together, it's business. And what it does is make things very black and white mm-hmm. when things aren't black and
0: white. But, but I, go ahead. But I said, one of those, one of those situations that kind of gets things fucked up, too, is when you have different ideas of what the business should look like. Like we all have an idea of what our friendships look like with the various mm-hmm. friend business partners that we have, but it's when they blur those lines and start mm-hmm. to reap those benefits. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling the story before uh, before we actually started recording about my foray into music, and when I was working on music, I had a lot of music industry friends who only came around when I was footing the bill. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, their careers advanced from it. Whether it be something that I was like just in the studio with somebody, I was like, "Yo, you shouldn't say this here. You should say that there." But I didn't get a fucking writing credit, right? Or it could be a situation as simple as, "Hey, we need to go to New York." And this is a real fucking story. We yeah. booked this we booked the show at this club called Fat Baby in New York. Shout out to the good promoters in New York because they love people from the South because they know our music is typically up tempo, get motherfuckers yeah. dancing. We can make anybody. everybody
1: loves G music, so, for no, real though. So,
2: but uh, like the New York crowd is is rough though. Like I can't oh, see yeah. them niggas dancing.
0: Oh, we can <laughs> get about them. It's, if you can make the women dance, the niggas follow suit. Yeah. Always went after the women when we made music. Uh, Additionally, mad,
2: mad, mad Yankee fist. Definitely, we <laughs> Tim's in there mugging you. Fuck, you. <laughs> <And> they're not. It's <laughs> definitely not any <even> dancing. <laughs> not
0: in the I didn't even himself. get a chance to experience it though. Yes, that's, that's the story. It was it was for folks. I was in a music collective. Two were financially responsible. The other two was like, "Yeah, book that show. (laughs) Go ahead and book that show. We gonna be there." How how much is it to split the tickets two ways for four people? It was that situation. Mm. But in if you think about it from a business standpoint, right? They're really thinking like Jeff Bezos. Mm. I'm gonna get you to do all the fucking work, and you gonna pay for it. And guess what? I'm gonna just slap my name. I'm gonna just show up. Show up. Yeah. And especially if they got more talent than you, it fucks you up even more. Mm. Because I was know, a lot of talented people are broke. Well Jeff Bezos Jeff
2: Bezos had purchasing power though, so yeah. there's there's a difference
0: with that.
1: So what's your I mean, I don't know. I mean I hate when this nigga trying to be cool, bro. Look, I mean this nigga is the mall I mean, of the podcast, yeah. Bro. That's, That's crazy. Let me, guess, let me see if I get let me see if I can get my best friction on. Let me see what I'm on my way. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> leg cross. <laughs> I mean, what you, what you gonna do? You know? Sometimes I'm to be you know, stupid bitch. You know, <laughs> See,
0: praise y'all. We don't. Damn, shit. He just got you Damn, That. Bro? Look,
2: listen. Okay, look. Okay, look. Alright, fuck right that. So. It's complicated when you talk about friends and business because, like, let's let's use the, the story of uh Rockefeller, right? Mm-hmm. We're right. talking about Jay Z, Damn Dash, Biggs, right? They all didn't grow up together, but they decided that you know we know each other, we both come from the same situation. Damon and Biggs put up the money, Jay Z was a talent, and um, essentially, essentially. Dame was the was the brains of the operation. Still is, right? He still is. is. Yeah, he's still the brains of the operation. He got, he had the contacts. He knew the people. He knew how to get it done. Jay Z became that because he was, he was lucky enough you know, to be around someone who knew the business, who knew right. how to operate, who would articulate mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. You remember Jay Z early in his career? He didn't speak that much. Mm-hmm. He was he was really shy. So I mean, he soaked up a lot of knowledge. And towards the end, what happened? He sold 32 percent of his his shares in Rockefeller to you know some other Jewish I didn't guy. Know that. I didn't know why they ever broke up. Well, it's, it's it's because of like they, they grew apart. Yeah I, yeah, I guess I guess Jay Z was shopping his his likeness to other um, to other labels, and they was like, "What's going on?" You I know, mean, you can't. Yeah. As, as first of all, that's my artist. But secondly, he's to CEO. Yeah. So yeah. you know what I mean. So it, it became kind of shiesty. So when you talk about friends and business, obviously Jaden
1: didn't, didn't think that friendship well, was, think, that, was that was that was that strong. I think there's levels to it, right? I think when you're on the building level and the built level is two two completely separate things. Right. Once you, if we're building together, we should be equally yoked, right. right? Now Jay Z becoming this cultural icon because I think we can all admit, you yeah. know, him and his wife, yeah. Um, yeah, from the hip hop
0: being icons. I mean,
1: this is facts. Um, you know, both his wife, him and his wife. His wife is probably a. I wouldn't, I wouldn't question what the look like. Just saying, <laughs> his, his wife is probably the greatest, the greatest icon we've seen in the pop space since Madonna. You know, yeah, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and then he is, you know, for Black folks especially, he is an icon. He's at the top of the list up there with Obama and Oprah and all of that. In his particular you know, expert expert area area of expertise. So, like, I think there comes a point when you do elevate to a level where we got to have a conversation of, hey, it ain't ten years ago. Like, we not at the same level we were, right. and that means yeah. we got to make some different moves in how we do things. And that's when the conversation is like, all right, do we split up the business that we have, or do you move on and take this, you know, take this somewhere else? But you know, I think when you're on certain levels, you, you kind of gotta. Protect your, your peace when you're good people. Like, even you know, I called and talked to my best friend about this when I got burned. Like, when you're good people, not you're not U D, right? No, no, that's cheating. No, Shit. <laughs> <old man. laughs> I mean, is it not so supposed it to burn? Is it not supposed to burn your <laughs> peace? Like, I've known, I've known nothing else. Um, <laughs> like, when you're when you're at that level, you know, you got to make sure that a lot of times somebody's bringing something way more to the table than somebody else. Right. Yeah. Whether that be financial stability, whether that be the equipment or the connections like Dane has or the actual capital to be able to fund whatever it is. And if you're that person, especially when you're a good person, right. And you put friendships and doing the morally and ethical thing first, first, forever and always, you have to be protective of, mindful of other people's intentions around you because you'll get down the line like you did right yeah. like you were talking you'll get down the line and, and some shit will happen yeah much. and then you're like i was taking inventory of shit and i didn't like because you're so invested in the friendship or the vision a lot of times you push back The idea of like oh that that's weird like that was a weird situation oh but there's a reason behind it you know so like Mm -hmm. I know the situation
0: or you can be working so hard that you don't even recognize Mm -hmm. I think that's that's what happens when there's no conversations that I had before it's like all right we have this abstract idea of what we want to do Uh, we're going to put it together but the this piece we're not really going to discuss so much. We're just going to wing it and work hard. Mm-hmm. Winging it and working hard is going to fuck up the business and your friendship. Because if you got one idea of what the vision is and what you contribute, and another person has an idea of what the business is and what they contribute, mm-hmm. and that shit don't match up, mm-hmm. you're going to have those situations to where yeah. you look back and it's like, damn, bro, I'm mm-hmm. giving all of this time, I'm giving all this effort, I'm working, and I went to the left of me, and this motherfucker not doing nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Not you nigga. <laughs> but <laughs> I need you weren't talking me. Well and I think the most I think the most disappointing thing when you get into those situations is it's that I understand you can't do it professionally. Yeah. Right. You're not even trying to do it personally. Right. Like you ain't even you ain't inviting me over to, to for a meal, right? You ain't saying thank you like talking about. You ain't like hey, I got this round. Like, I remember that shit. Like, I, if I go out, y'all been out with me. I'm gonna yeah. buy a round, right? I'm gonna buy a round. I'm, I'm cool with it. I always got money for friends and, and beer. But well, that's because you come from a place of,
2: of innocence and you're genuine. Yeah. But, when you talk about, you know, when you were saying sometimes with the question at the end, if you start making excuses for the justification, mm-hmm. then you start saying, oh, well, you know, you continue being a good person, they will continue using that yep. until you have nothing
1: left, and then yep. at this point, it's not even beneficial to you. And but then when you bring it up, it goes silent, right? Well, yeah. Instead of it's, instead it's of so trying, a lot of your
0: fucking yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, instead of like, because again, I'm super open, and I've had this conversation with a number of people. Like, hey, don't think that I don't notice what you're doing. Like a lot of people think that because you're quiet. Mm-hmm. Or you're passive, which y'all know me. I'm not passive. I'm just more go with the flow right. until it's not time to go with the flow. Right. right. And so a lot of people think because you're like that, that you don't peep shit. There's a lot of stuff that I see that I'm just like, I ain't gonna say nothing. I'ma mm-hmm. just wait, right? I'm gonna just wait because the opportunity will present itself to where when I do bring it up, either you have to acknowledge it and apologize for it and change from it, or it's gonna ruin everything. Right? It's gonna like it's gonna blow everything up. And so it never fails. People who are users and abusers, they will always put them in a, put themselves in a position where they're much more dependent upon you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you move. You're
0: like, hey, I saw this shit. What are we going to do about that? But think, think and that's about when your think, phone stopped ringing. But think about the space that it puts you in, though, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in a space with somebody who who's using you or abusing you, when it's time to confront them, mm-hmm. you realize that your business is so tied into them because, I mean, most of the business that we work in right now is, is entertainment and, in your case, apparel. So, mm-hmm. those are businesses that require an active face. Yeah. Like, if the active face isn't there anymore, it kind of throws your business shit around. Yeah. You have to rebrand, reestablish relationships, go after a new customer, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. go after
0: a new listener and all of that. So, it makes you even question, like, the um, the, the fucking act accusations at that point it's like okay i can go at this person's neck because i got all of this proof and evidence but it's so easy for them to just say eh, fuck it so what well, i that- they do that and i walk away and i are enough to pick up the pieces no you're not
1: because if you are the person that i am if you walk away how does that hurt me i still can go in my studio and record anytime i want right i still have connections that i can book a show in baton rouge lafayette houston anytime i want I still have the equipment that I can rent out, DJ, and do whatever I want. Like you leaving doesn't do anything. No, I'm for not. Me. But I'm, I, not I'm saying, like, if you're in that position, right. in the relationship, if you're in the other position in the relationship, yeah. you're gonna do what what you always do. You're gonna find somebody else to who, yeah. to off of, right? Like that's the way that it goes, and that's the cycle. It's cool, but the point is, like, even though you're helping that person move along and moving their and moving their levels up. You're simultaneously doing the same thing for yourself, right? Because people see, oh, man, this per- when this per- when these niggas are working together, then-, then they had opportunities and,
2: he- you know, they was working and all of that. You know, I saw that post with Tyler. I, don't know if I saw that he recently said, um, um, you know, sometimes when, you, when you're working on something and it's, you're passionate about it and you don't really get the actual response that you want, Make a post on Instagram, you post it on Twitter, YouTube, mm-hmm. make it like maybe six to like twenty-five likes and views, and you wonder like, man, like I really put my all into this, and no one is really actually responding. But you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never know who's watching and saying like, this is mm-hmm. this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. And he said his most recent producer that worked on his last album he got from YouTube.
0: Jay Versace was it Jay Versace?
2: Yeah.
1: No, no, no not Jay Versace. Somebody else. Um, also, Jerry, I love Jerry. His whole buying to Grammy-winning artist yeah. track is like super fucking impressive. Yeah. I don't know
0: how he fucking, I don't know how
1: he did that shit. Mm-hmm. That was amazing.
0: Some niggas got talent though. Just like I mean, Lil Nas X is in my cup of tea when it comes to artistry because I'm more of like the mellow, laid back R and B kind of, mm-hmm. even sometimes California feel music. Yeah. But you gotta admit the nigga go from a Nicki Minaj trolling Twitter page to Grammy yeah. nominated. Yeah. Like, I might the, it? no, the biggest single
1: of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Two number one hits by the time he was twenty, I think he turned twenty-three in April, if I remember correctly. By the time he turned twenty-three. Beefing with, you know, you know you get making it when they start beefing with you. Like, who's, yeah. why are you talking to this man? This man has had I mean he had he's a billion stream artist on on Spotify. Nice. I mean count kind of Apple music and Deezer and Napster and, and SoundCloud and all of yeah. that. Like you gotta be you gotta be appreciative of people who are
0: able to leverage and position themselves, especially him them as a gay dude. Yeah. And like being that, able to do that? That wasn't yeah. the impressive part for me, right? The impressive part for me with that shit is if you go to war with the American church and somehow come out unscathed, it shows that there's a turn and tide of what people are looking for yeah. like their moral compass. I don't think church is necessarily tied to the American moral compass uh, I don't think so either. Like, I think, the I think,
2: I think middle America. I think middle America. Um, I disagree with it. I, I still think that the
1: majority of this country still leans more towards actually, Christian morals. Actually, for the first time in American history, less than 50% of the country believes or goes to church and believes in God anymore. Just because you don't go to church does not I mean they don't, they don't.
2: Have those particular values? You know
1: what I mean, like so.
0: Playing it a little I'm sorry. Let me
1: rephrase that. Consider themselves Christian. No. Now, that doesn't mean you don't live by Christian morals, because that's the funny thing about Christianity is like you really don't have to tell me not to kill a nigga. Like I kind of right. feel like I kind of feel like that. Yeah, already. And that's like
2: the bigger question, kind of going way off topic, but what I mean, but I mean, it's like you know, can you can you have a, a sense of um, right and wrong without the idea of religion ever being present? So I
1: mean, there. I mean, you can because there are plenty of people. I mean, that's what's funny to me. There are plenty of people who grew up Christian and became murderers or rapists. A lot of them are in the Catholic Church. Um, yeah. And then you know
0: there there's Brandon of people. right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 He's raping like
2: I can't.